You gotta be strong. You gotta oh. be home. Gotta be forever. Um, does anyone know the actual words to that? <laughs> I just think it's. Yeah, gotta get together. Oh yeah, you gotta get together. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole song. Done. Uh, phew. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to FOH. It's a service industry podcast, and I'm Lillian Javain. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And? <laughs> and? 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 A Virgo. It's both of us at the same time. <laughs> oh. A Virgo know. and a Gemini said, hey, we're going to start a podcast. Both ruled by Mercury. That's true. That's why we managed to get along. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have always been taught that Virgos were bad. You know, that's you guys have uh, you guys have the same stigma. You know, everyone hates. Oh, Gemini's are annoying, and Scorpios are bad, and Virgos are lame. Yeah, that is true. We're in a PR crisis. Yeah, exactly. That's what this whole podcast has been—just PR uh, for our astrological signs. And you guys are willing participants. You didn't even know. <laughs> Oh, um, anyways, um, <clears throat> Kelly, how, how the heck are you on this day after Valentine's day? Day after Valentine's day, um, living, laughing, loving. Mm-hmm. My mom married my stepdad the day after Valentine's day. And then a couple of years later, he died the day after St. Patrick's. Oh, wow. Wow. She managed to have lots of, uh, little holidays ruined. <laughs> yeah. Did you go to the wedding as a child? Yeah, I mean, I was in, like, fifth grade, so I wasn't, like, a baby. No, but you were... Did you wear a little dress? Mm-hmm. Was it, like, a wedding wedding? Yeah, it was a wedding. How? Why haven't I seen pictures? <laughs> why haven't I seen pictures of this? I Kelly, Kelly, like, she pretends... I've never seen a childhood picture of Kelly in my life. That's not true. That is, is that true. true? Oh. I think I've maybe seen one fuzzy one you took with your camera phone or something. I have a CD-ROM. My mom sent me a CD-ROM of all my... So if you have a CD drive, I can show you a bunch. So if anyone's a hacker and could get into a CD-ROM, let us know. I want to see pictures of Kelly as a baby. My mom um, so sweetly is confused about like what com- current computer technologies are. So she sends me like DVDs. Yeah, like, you know, a bit to her credit, they shouldn't have gotten rid of the DVD. Oh, 100%. And getting rid of CD drive, DVD drive in the computer D- oh, is a scam and a half. I mean, it's the one of the lesser of crimes that Apple has committed, but it's up there. It's fucking up there. Apple is a fucking criminal cabal. I mean, I had to buy 14 different fucking things to even be able to record a podcast because they changed all of the fucking jacks. And then they're like, oh, well, we're universalizing the jacks. They're all going to be those mini USBs. It's like, well, but if it was all there at first, like, you know what I mean? The original computer. Kelly, an original (laughs) computer, it was there. Original computer, by which I mean a MacBook Pro from 2009. Yeah, which is what I had before I got this <laughs> before I got this little puppy. Um, <laughs> I'm like, why is it crashing every time I record an episode of this podcast? Well, it is 20 years old. Um, anyways, so you're doing great. So yeah, so I'm doing great. How are you? 
<laughs> so your mom's wedding anniversary is today. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing fine. I I uh, I watched Grizzly Man twice this week, which is I I've seen it before. I saw it when it came out. I just fully watched the entire movie twice. That I do not know why. That's weird. I know. <laughs> I, I know it is. I just want to underscore. I just want to underscore it. But I think, I don't know, it's like somehow really soothing to me and I don't know why, even though it's like, I think it's just, I don't know. He's, he, Werner Herzog is such a weird sentimental man. I don't know, something about him. Well, he didn't hear music till he was 18. Is that true? <laughs> well, he says it. Is that one of his trivia facts? Why? What does that mean? Did he have a hearing problem? No, he's like, cause he's, he, he has this like mythos around him that he's from sure. like a German mountain town. Uh -huh. Right. And that's one of the things that he says is he's like, I never even heard music because he was so isolated. I'm, I mean, I love him. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. So that's, I've been doing that and, um, you know, maybe it's because I am moving to, I'm moving to Eugene, Oregon, so I'm kind of trying, I'm putting myself in the place of the grizzly man. That's me, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I do have to move to Eugene, Oregon. I'm pretty freaked out about it. Um, I know it's not, like, a cool place, so please don't tell me anything bad about it. Um, but if anyone has any tips, you know, for how to find an apartment that's not wall-to-wall -wall carpeting with an electric stove for $1,300. That would be incredible. So let me know. <clears throat> and <laughs> you can maybe relieve some of my uh, crippling anxiety. Also, I think I might have taken double my medication today, so you might hear me have a heart attack live on this podcast. <laughs> oh, great. Um, I won't cut it out if I do end up having a heart attack, and that's <laughs> the promise that we make you. That is so wonderful. <laughs> so, I mean, it would be my own little, you know, my own little tragedy caught on, caught on. Uh, yeah, the audio tape. file. Yep. Just the audio death. <clears throat> oh, I'd hope, I, I hope I wouldn't die, but, you know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be wild. I can't believe I have to live in a college town where everyone, where, where weed is legal. And everyone just goes hiking. It's like, I can't imagine a less hospitable place. <laughs> hospitable. <laughs> to me personally. To my personality. <laughs> I mean, I'm, look, I'm trying to look at it as like a chapter. Like a fish out of water chapter. I'm not staying out on the West Coast. I'm definitely coming back. But it's just like... Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's, it's fish out of water. It's a lot of fun. I think hiking is great. I I'm think you'll learn to, to no, love it. I would get lost and die. I'm not doing that. Just go on trails. What do you I've seen I've seen I survived. I know how quickly it can go off. Oh it's bad. God. Well, anyways, um but the thing that's good about it, besides all of the things that are bad about it, um, is that Oregon is truly ground zero for absolute craziness. Yeah. I mean the alien fests, the Bigfoot stuff, I mean, white supremacy. It's got it all. So here I come, baby. You know, <laughs> I got I to get a car okay. and a gun, and I think yep. I'll be good. 
Yep. So if you can just throw a dollar, five dollars to that Patreon, you will be uh, helping me survive in the wilderness. I mean, literally, though. Actually, I will need this Patreon money to survive. <laughs> so please. <laughs> I'm going to be living off grad student stipend. So pony up, everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm used God. to a certain lifestyle. Thank you. Um, anyway, no, it's gonna be great. You're gonna make best friends with a grizzly bear, and it's not gonna maul you to death. No, I don't even think they have grizzlies there. Thank God. Um, one less thing I have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I have to worry about everything else, but thankfully, the grizzly population. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, yeah, no, it'll be fun. Um, and hopefully temporary and maybe I'll hate it and I'll come back right away. And that's a possibility. You know, that's, uh, you're coming back with a master's, you know, you can't come back unless you have a master's. Yeah. That's this is Kelly like, says. yeah. It's like come back with your shield or on it. You know, that's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I've been practicing my whole life kissing ass. So I think I'm ready. Did you recently fall in love with a stranger? Have you been suffering from a broken heart or feeling unlucky in love? Or maybe you just want to send a sonic love letter out across the airwaves. Whatever matters of the heart afflict you, come feel your feelings with Donna and Honey at the Love Motel. It's a late night radio romance talk show with sleazy love songs, relationship advice, and personals that airs every first Friday of the month on WGXC.org. Want to be part of their next show? It's easy. Submit an anonymous question, misconnection, personal ad, or song dedication at thelovemotelradio.com where you can also get to know Donna and Honey by listening through the syrupy sweet archives of all their old episodes. Or, even better, leave them a message and spill whatever's on your mind by calling them on their telephone hotline at 857-DIAL-LOVE. That's 857-342-5568. Your host, Donna and Honey, will make sure your stay at the Love Motel is no business, all pleasure. So don't forget, check-in is every first Friday of the month at 8 p.m. They're so excited to spend the night with you. Well, Kelly, what are we talking about this week in other news that's not about me and my life? (laughs) (laughs) As much as I'd like for it. Yeah. We are talking about, well, kind of, we're centering around a, a, a piece in the New York Times um, mm-hmm. that is, pulling it up, pulling it up. I got it. It's called Restaurants it. uh, Restaurants Fun. Fi- Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. No, no, I thought I was helping you. I thought I was helping because <laughs> I thought you couldn't find it. Um, it's called Restaurants Find a New Revenue Source, Feeding the Hungry. That is by Jane Black in the New York Times. Cool. Um, yeah, the, uh, the title alone, uh, harrowing. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, uh, the New York Times, it's just such, uh, they really need, like, they really need to just get, 
it's not just copy editors. Like, they need to get, like, some, like, culture, you know what I mean? Like, some people, like, it's, like, feeding the hungry. Is that, sorry, is this Charles Dickens? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Like, why does it need to be framed with that specific language? It's just clickbait for 70-year-olds. That's what it is. It definitely is, and I don't like that. And it's bad. That <laughs> turns out bad. Um. So this is all sorts of twisted. This whole situation. Um, as you might imagine, the crossroads of like uh, money and uh, charity and restaurants and like real estate would be. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's like, well, there's a, it's, it's so fucked up. There's a quote in the article that says, um, one of the, so they're kind of talking about lots of different ways that restaurants have, um, like, like high end restaurants have kind of retailered their operations towards serving either like, um, food that's subsidized by NGOs or, running stores that accept EBT or like lots of different kind of like retoolings of the space um, because they obviously can't be open as right fancy restaurants, whatever. So um, the chief executive of Rethink Food, which is like a, a thread through this whole article, mm-hmm. um, says the nonprofit food system is a mess and the for-profit food system is a mess. They're really good when they work together. Um, that's like being like, you're an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, and let's team up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start a new thing that really highlights both of our problems together and kind of reinforces them. What do you think, pal? This is the equivalent of microdosing makes office work easier. It's like, no, both of those are horrible. Don't do that. All right, you know I don't believe, I don't, that's not true, but, uh... You don't microdose, you just dose, which I support. No, I don't, no, well, to me, microdose is cutting off a tiny corner of an acid tab. That's, that's what it is, right, everybody? Um, no, I know, I don't, you're right, I don't do the, like... Lillian, when I go to the park, but I only take half a tab of acid, it's called (laughs) microdosing. No, I know. Microdosing to be better at office work is the saddest thing in the entire world. Um, Both a loser vibe and a (laughs) deeply depressing idea. Um, Anyways, back to this article. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, so basically, Rethink Food is some weird shadow company that... um, they give, they basically give you money to, they subsidize you, uh, and allow you, they pay you like what, five to $10 per meal or something like that. And they, they take, um, unused food, uh, from restaurants, blah, 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 blah. They partner, they, they innovate, they're entrepreneurs, you know, all of these words that you're like, but wait, what does that mean? It's like, oh, well they're like partnering with 11 Madison park is what that means. So let's kind of, uh, you know, pull back the curtain on this one a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that quote, like to me exemplifies everything because it's all of this idea that like 
that's still like everything their solution is so private like it's mm-hmm. it's like the solution to the problems is using ngos to retool marketplace blah 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 and yeah. it's like that is not a fucking solution and i you know i'm still tooling away at my little cash relief network and it's like it's similar to me where it's like there are these charities these ngos that their whole function is that they like fund grants for other smaller ngos and Mm -hmm. i'm like why is this money like why is this money being filtered through 80 different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no no it's it's really weird and convoluted and it's always more complicated and darker than just hey we're getting people food it's like no it's also obviously as we all know it's pr as we've said a million times first and foremost well maybe not first but definitely foremost i would say yeah (laughs) yes i mean obviously okay so like obviously the thing is is and that's the other thing is like the way that you know it's pr is that like every critique of it has to be prefaced with well obviously it is a good thing it's a net good it's a material good it's like they the reason that 11 madison park and the reason that these restaurant business owners and jose andreas are interested in these kind of projects is because it makes them unimpeachable mm-hmm. because you can't turn around and say how you know how dare you provide fresh healthy food for you know people and poor people and oh this is wrong mm-hmm. because people will be like it's uh, people need food what are you right. saying but right. it's like like, Jose Andreas, I mean, we've talked about it a million times, but I just think he's such a villain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just because you do, just because, yeah, people are grateful for certain things, it doesn't mean that, like, the intention behind it and the person behind it is good. Sorry. Yeah. Everyone and... loves this podcast, but I'm horrible. Right. Right. Okay. So... She's going to do Grizzly Man. Okay. <laughs> just like I think that um these like again it's like you know again you know it's PR because if the most powerful restaurant owners in the city decided to band together for example to call for rent relief for restaurants and businesses instead of saying oh no we can figure out a way to actually pay people and then they'll still be required to pay rent Mm -hmm. it's like the same as our unemployment where it's like they're like we're giving you money so you have to give it back to your landlord it's like no i actually fucking don't right yeah i mean here let me just say uh real quick on the wikipedia uh page for we rethink food in july 2020 rethink food announced a one million dollar partnership with brookfield properties and union square hospitality group and then it says, to produce meals for food insecure families in New York City. Mm, okay. Okay. 
Like, it's Brookfield Properties is helping with food insecurity. What the fuck's going on here? Like, do we think that that <laughs> is true? Yeah, like this, to date, Rethink has raised $10 million for its certified program. And Mr. Joswiak is in talks with chefs, blah, 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 um, to donate a percentage of their sales to support the program. It's like, you have $10 million, just give people $10 million. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, that is, it's this fucking liberal NGO mindset of, like, making everything have to go through, like, such and such degrees of separation and means testing and that, like, people don't know how to take care of themselves and this paternalistic thing of, like, we're providing them with healthy meals. They don't, there's no soda or, yeah. It's like, come on, like, people just want to be able to buy their own food and make their own food. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all, and it's, but then, of course, like, I mean, I'm sure people are going to be like, why are you fucking ripping into these guys? And it's not that, like, they are doing pure evil, but it's just that life and uh, all of these things are much more complicated than we are led to believe, or what the narrative is forced down our throats is. So, again, just... Kind of right. be critical of these things. Not critical, but just be like, hey, what what is going on here? Because that doesn't seem... Like, follow the money. Literally, though, it literally is follow the money. Every no. single time. It's follow Every the money time. for sure. I mean, I'm saying follow the money even with your local mutual aid group. Even with your local little anarchist group. Because it's... Uh, I mean, I, I and I'm, I'm running one. And it's like... It is this, like, I think even mutual aid gets into this, like, tricky little position where it's, like, it becomes about being, sustaining its own effort instead of, like, organizing for, like, a a larger project. Mm-hmm. Because it, because you're, like, well, this is necessary and people need this. And it's, like, it's in the same framework to me where it's, like you become like, well, okay, if you disagree with this, if you disagree with providing meals or providing, you know, delivering groceries to your neighbors, like, what's wrong with you? Yes. And I think, I mean, we've, I feel like hinted or at least said this, that, you know, a lot of the mutual aids that have come up, I mean, it's, it's a confusing and crazy time. And right, like, as you've said, like, they've had to really just like, figure out, learn on the job, as it were. But, mm. I mean, they are, as you've said, they're charities, you know, for the most part, a lot of them. And it's not like... I mean, when I was participating, it's like... Yeah, I, w- I would do this stuff, but, like, I don't know. It's not a mutual aid. Yeah. I'm not not saying, like, what am I getting out of it? But it's not a mutual aid. We're not going... We're not doing the political work behind the scenes. We're not. We're not doing... Which is the whole point of, like you have to deal with the structures that make this a reality to me. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's like, and, and I like struggle with it in the sense of like, I feel like I question myself a lot in what I do with the service workers coalition, because it is not mutual in the sense that it's like, part of the reason that I was even able to set aside the time and the energy to do that work, which is good work. And I'm not 
like denigrating it by any means, but it's like that I was like employed full time. I like, I had lived in my apartment for two years. Like, so when everything shut down, like I had savings, I had a relationship with my management company. I got the full amount of unemployment. Like it's even not mutual in the sense of like, I'm not coming up against the same structures of inequality of the people that I'm helping. Right. Uh huh. And in that way, I'm like, it really is like how much of it is even communal. How much of it even no, is. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like those are good things to think about and ask yourself why you're so bad. Yeah. And just, so. <laughs> and just talk about how and just, you mm-hmm. are a failure and mm-hmm. the left yeah. will never amount to anything in this country. Right. And that's all really important and part of the process of giving up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, that said, I think that it is, uh, there can be something that looks like this that is good and helpful. For know? sure. For sure. Um, but it's, uh, it takes a lot of work and a lot of like true understanding of yourself and your environment and like really intense bonds with people in your community. And like that is hard and in any situation and especially hard right now. And it's like, that's a lot of fucking work and I haven't done it. I mean, I mean, I know my neighbors, but I don't like know, know my neighbors. She doesn't, you know what I mean? Not in the biblical way. I haven't, I haven't fucked my neighbors (laughs) and that's something I need to work on. And that's something you you need to work on. Um, no, I think that is like, like just the key of it is like, it's, and that's what makes it, charity rather than mutual aid is like it's not like you have to have like true connection to the community that you're working with and you have to be part of it and it can't be like this paternalistic old rethink foods Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's what's tricky because I think, I mean, I'll speak for myself. It's like, I don't even want to risk, like, I don't want to risk any of my privilege in a sense, like Mm. whatever protection that I have from, from my job, from my previous jobs and from whiteness and from all of this stuff. Like, I don't even feel like I want to like risk any, you know, like organizing with tenants, like. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a little tenants union in my building and we're going to withhold rent. And then everyone in my building was like, okay, well, um, we don't really want to. And I was like, okay, well, it, we're not paying rent. And then the management company was like, you have to. And so like the next month I was like, you're right, I'm paying. <laughs> like, I don't even want to go so far as to risk, even though there's a, an eviction moratorium, I'm still like, oh my God, like I don't want, I don't want to yeah. that. Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, that's like, it's also not, I mean, like we are in, I mean, as, as we've said, like we are in a great scenario, like we're, we've gotten pretty lucky with this whole fucking COVID thing because we both were 
you know, full, full-time employment. We got the full unemployment. Like we don't have a real risk. And I mean, it unfortunately, and in an insane way is a luxury that I've been able to stay fucking home this whole time and yeah. get unemployment and not like, I mean, which is a crazy thing to say that it's been a, what a privileged position and I'm not using privilege in the liberal way, but what a privileged position to be in to like that I'm unemployed during a pandemic. Like that's a crazy thing to say, but in this United States of America, that's the case, which is yeah. nuts. I shouldn't yeah. be, that shouldn't be a, you know, a high status is that I get to fucking collect unemployment and sit and stay at home in my apartment. That's crazy. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. And I mean, I'm not living the high life by any means, but I'm, I'm like, I feel okay. You know? Yeah. You know, you're not the little matchstick girl either. And I thank God, you know, that she died. Thank God that she died. No, I'm saying um, thank God I'm not. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, thank God none of our restaurants went and were like, we're becoming, which I could easily see either of the owners of the restaurants we were working at when COVID hit, easily see them being like, oh, we're doing this kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just very happy that... <laughs> They didn't. <laughs> and I don't have to be fucking... I don't know. Working in the fucking fancy soup kitchen. My God, no. That <laughs> sounds so bad. <laughs> um, my God, everyone is so fucking horrible. Sorry. Um, just thinking about <laughs> all of the people we used to work for. Um... <laughs> Uh, um, anyways, what else do we have to say about this? Um, I think just charity is bad and being forced to interact (laughs) with. I mean it. I'm like, why doesn't the state just do all this fucking shit? Obviously. I mean, we were trying to do something with our project that ended up not working for various reasons, but I think that it is good to try to make new, uh, figure out a new system and figure out and don't stop trying to do that just cause it's fucking hard. Cause it, and then there's obviously reasons why it is hard, you know, like yeah. they're going to make it hard for you, but, um, don't give up is what I'm saying. Don't okay. give up for sure. But it is like, I think that the charitable models and NGO models and philanthropy and the money laundering that goes on and the image laundering that goes on is so deep and it makes it really hard to like, even if you're like, I'm making a group or a structure or something that is in direct opposition to all of that, you ultimately have to engage with it. Yeah. And it sucks. Well, also let's, Let's also frame this in the New York City, uh, you know, yeah, see scene. It's especially hard here. We were talking before the before the show started. Um, <laughs> before the shoe, darling. In the in the green room. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everyone, the kind of people who in twenty 2020, twenty 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 one, 
are are coming or pre, but are coming to New York, you know, the ego, the hustle, the individual, yeah. the individual self is so like such a thing here in a way that is not the case in many other places. So it really makes a lot of these uh things almost impossible to do without an insertion of a completely insane person. So Yes, that's true. That is really true. It's really hard in New York because so much of what people do is for their, like, image and their career. And so it's just hard to find anyone who you're just like, are we going to, like, some, there, there are very few rough and ready people. I mean, I am looking for them. If you are them, please get in our DMs. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's true. That's why... We're all moving to Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why this little collective is going to Eugene, Oregon. Heading out west. Um, it's going to be like Little House on the Prairie. Except I'm going to be mad all the time. <laughs> I think Ma might have been mad. I mean, she we don't probably- get... It's written from a child's perspective. We don't get the full picture. You don't get that whittled down waste from happiness. <laughs> that is what I think about literally daily. When she's like, Pa could span Ma's waist. I'm like, I'm checking she myself. Was... I'm like, if Pa was here. If, pa, oh, if only Pa had five foot long hands. <laughs> um... Oh, so let's, we have our culture club uh, announcement. Or whatever. Yes. Announcement's kind of a grandiose way of saying it. But um, this month we're going to do, we're going to watch together the um, Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story, the bootleg uh, student art film that uh, you can find on YouTube. Um, And it's very hard to see because it's been bootlegged so many times that it's very dark. So I would (laughs) recommend turning off all of the lights in the room where you watch it on your which is also a little moody and that's nice it's definitely moody and uh it's uh it's a good one it's a good one todd haynes um Mm -hmm. we'll have a lot to say about it and her our angel gone too soon karen carpenter um so yeah five dollars uh culture club and all the other benefits of the patreon tier absolutely um which is a lot of fun and we have new patrons I think. Um, After we released the incredible uh, Art Bell episode, you know, people said, Oh, yes. Very true. Sign me up. Very Um, true. They were pounding down the door. Yeah. They're like, wow, this is what I've been missing? Okay. Um, Let's see. We got Jordan. Jordan. Thank you so much. It's so sweet of you. We love you. Um, Who else? We got a Connor, beautiful Connor. Connor. Now that's a that's a an, another. I feel like all the yeah stand up name, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Great guy. Connor's a great guy. He's a great guy. I've never heard a bad word about Connor in my life. No. He's a soccer player <laughs> and an all around good guy. He'll give you a ride home. For sure. He's um, that scene of Freddie Prince Jr. doing the hacky sack. You know what I'm talking about? Is that um. Uh, what's the movie? Yeah, I forget the movie. The teen movie with yeah, gen- with oh um Rachel um, Lee um Cook, I think yes 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 I just I rewatched what's it a few movie, years though? ago. Fuck. 
<laughs> I rewatched it a few years ago. It's so funny. <laughs> well, I I don't know. As opposed to seeing it when it came out, which I also did. And it has um, Lil' Kim's in that movie. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Anyways. Anyway. And Bubba. And then we have Bubba. Welcome to the family. And Bubba, we love you. Bubba, Bubba, we love you. You've been here this whole time. You've been our family this whole time. And welcome. When you share your family. When you share your family at FOHHQ. Um, Great. Well, we're excited for our future, guys, and for yours as well. And we'll talk to you soon. That's true. Goodbye. Bye-bye.